One of my goals with the Secret Podcast is to make the supernatural more natural and the paranormal more normal. These are events and occurrences that happen as a part of our natural and normal everyday lives. We've just been conditioned to ignore them and deny their existence. Well, it's time to undo that conditioning. I'm proud to announce that Ray Davis and I of Sixth Sense Media have created our own Sixth Sense Media clothing line. We can't always go up to somebody and say, hey, what do you think about the disclosure and UFOs and aliens on the earth? But you can wear one of our Disclosure Now t-shirts and get people's attention. Start the conversation or connect with another like-minded person who sees your shirt. If you're a truth seeker or someone looking to enact positive change in the world, why not wear it with pride? Connect with other like-minded truth seekers and become the change you want to be and see in this world. Visit SixthSenseMedia.net, click on the store tab, and become the change you were born to inspire. Visit SixthSenseMedia.net, click on the store. Welcome to Truth Seekers. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life. But there's something wrong in the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. Time to storm area. 51. Last count I saw, it's up to 620,000 people that said they're going to storm the gates of the one of the most secure facilities in the United States government. Of course, that's not the most secret facility anymore, but it once was until its existence was acknowledged by the CIA in 2013. Are they really going to storm it, or is this more of a joke? I'm leaning toward it being more of a joke, but... 620,000 people have signed up to go. That's more than half a million people signing up to go on this raid. Interesting dynamic as that's uh, unfolding. Hello, my fellow truth seekers. Dennis Nappy II here with Sixth Sense Media. This is the Seeker Podcast where we challenge reality, question that which we've been taught in hopes of inspiring a direction of thought to bring about change. As always, making the paranormal feel quite normal and the supernatural quite natural. That's exactly what I aim to do this evening. It is 11 o'clock p.m. Saturday, July 13th. It's a late start for me. I've been off for about two weeks. Did you miss me? I'm happy to be back on the air, although exhausted. Had some vacation time, and then I had some uh, somewhat of downtime. I just got a lot going on. The book, the book is, we're at 11, actually in an hour, it's going to be 10 days away. Are you ready for food? for the Archons. I'm really excited to get this project out. I have been doing a daily vlog. That's a new thing for me. I like it. Uh, I'm not sure. It's still kind of new. It's been about two, three weeks that I've been doing it, almost daily. But I'd love to hear if you're catching them on YouTube, trying to you know build up my YouTube channel like everybody out there is trying to do right now. Uh, but I, I enjoy it because it's it's 
more frequent contact that I can have with all of you out there because so often I see something, it's like, oh, I got to remember this story and I'll talk about it on the podcast and then either I lose the motivation behind it or I forget about it or I go on to some other topic and I can just never get to it. So this gives me an opportunity to give about five to eight minutes a day uh, talking about stuff. And I get to plug the heck out of my book as well because, hey... I spent six years writing it. That's what I'm going to do because I want this book to do well. Uh, but anyway, it's been uh, it's been a lot of fun. So check it out. The links are uh, obviously up at sixcentsmedia.net. You can find it on on my social media feeds as well, mainly Facebook, is where I'm throwing that out there. But it's been fun. I'd love to hear your comments on that as well. Help me build up my channel. So uh, t- tonight, what am I going to talk about? I want to talk a little bit about Area 51. I want to talk a little bit. Of tech, AI stuff, and basically uh, our our digital identity that's being created. Uh, what else I want to talk about? I'm all over the place tonight, guys. I Just just some random news stories, and uh, we'll, we'll see kind of where it goes. Some of the things I've covered in the vlog, I'm going to expand on them a little bit as well. But uh, crazy stuff. So this Area 51 thing, man, it's... it's um, it's downright insane. And I have to wonder, I, you know, I have these questions, you know, my conspiracy brain. I have to wonder who's really organizing this. Now, the Huffington Post, there's an article that they, they have out that I'm going to get to in a minute. Um, but they track down the person behind it, the person that's organizing this raid. Uh, apparently, he's a comic book guy. You know, it sounds like this is a big joke. Um, but I, I wonder... Is it a joke or is it an op or is it a joke that now can be capitalized on as an operation? Uh, And what do I mean by that? Is it an opportunity to gather intelligence or is it we saw during the previous presidential election here in the U.S. uh, later come to find out foreign foreign countries who shall remain nameless at this time because you can't trust the fake news. But the claim was that foreign countries were creating Facebook groups pretending to be Americans of one political party going to disrupt the actions of another political party. That's where we are, my friends. We have the ability to create groups in other countries and organize rallies and be in a totally different country. The digital warfare has begun. That's a tough tough word to use, but... Uh, it's interesting ways to disrupt, to create uh, what they call subversion, uh, and just to, to wreak havoc. So 620,000 people have said that they are going. I signed up as someone who's interested. I am not planning on attending this raid on Area 51. I've, I signed up as interested uh, just so I could follow it and track what's going on from a uh, reporting standpoint. So to any feds that are listening, take me off the list. I'm not planning on going. Please don't show up at my door and arrest me for plotting to go raid a secure facility. Um, you know, but the other thing I put out there in my video, I was talking about it this week. I said, I said it kind of joking, but what if the aliens have a Facebook page and they created this event because they want to meet us and they want to bring us in there? You know, people are saying, you know, uh, they, are they really going to shoot people if they show up at this military installation? Think about this. You're giving this is supposed to kick off September 20th. You're giving a ton of notice for people to. You know, organize and prepare and go down there, but the government is also well aware of this event. So obviously, they're going to have a measured response. They're not going to plan to shoot down 620,000 American citizens. You know what bad press that would be? That's not going to happen that way. 
Uh, what I do suspect is that they are gathering intel, and uh, I'm sure they will have pretty good numbers as far as how many people to actually expect to show up there and they will have a measured response either by a show of force meaning uh, an appropriate number of troops or non-lethal weapons they've got some crazy weapons out there um, but i don't think it's really going to be much of anything now but here's the thing let's say the base is stormed and they find nothing what does that tell us absolutely nothing because they've had two months to get all the stuff off the base anyway let's look at it the other way let's say people do show up at the base and they find something again what does that tell us i wonder if you have all this time to move yourself your classified material and your extraterrestrial off the base and yet they still find something maybe it's because they want us to find it. Beware of deception. All right. Let's take a look here. Uh, I spent enough time on that. You guys get it. We'll keep tracking it here, though. So some things I want to talk about here. Where are we at here? Well, you know, we'll go right back to it. Huffington Post real quick. The feds are actually warning alien seekers not to try their luck at Area 51. So I'll share that article in the show notes for you to review. I'll leave it at that. Something interesting I came across this week. Uh, let's see. Facial recognition technology. This article here, I'm blocked out of it right now. Facial recognition tech is growing stronger thanks to your face. This is from the New York Times. They've blocked me out of it right now because I don't pay for the subscription. But I'll have the link. You can try to check it out. But basically what they're saying is that uh, there are multiple tech companies that are compiling databases of your face and everyone's face. Um, it's all over the place. And it's getting better and more sophisticated and more advanced. There's uh, millions and millions and millions of faces in some of these databases. There is a... Uh, I'm trying to go from memory here. Out of Stanford an organization out of Stanford, I think they're calling it Operation Brainwash, which is an interesting title, uh, concerning title, uh, one of these databases that they're building out of that. Stanford obviously is connected to some interesting things to include the founding of remote viewing coming from the Stanford Research Institute back in the 70s. So they've got these databases that are growing, uh, uh, compiling images of your face all over the place. What benefit does that gain? And they're selling these all around the world as well, which is really fascinating that they're gathering this from, they said, college quad videos, social media, dating websites, um, restaurants, and pretty much anywhere they can get access to cameras and, and people's faces. And they're distributing them around the world. What does that tell us? What can we learn from just that little bit of information? Well, I encourage you, and yes, here's a plug, but I'm learning so much. Crypto viewing, check it out. What we're looking at is the change to the digital currency, obviously, but also how that's going to impact society in general. And one of the things we're looking at is, well, once you move to this cryptocurrency, will there be a need for borders? Or are we going to move into a borderless society? Well... Now you're starting to see things like facial recognition being disseminated all around the world. Why? So you can be identified 
no matter where you go in a borderless society. That may be of interest. Well, is the government going to do this? I did a, a, a vlog the other day on what's called Real ID. I got my notice in the mail and said, hey, you know, you're now eligible for your Real ID. What is Real ID? It's part of ID 2020, where all states will have to be compliant with federal guidelines with their licensing issue, their issuing of driver's license and photographs and stuff. Um, if your driver's license is not ID 2020 or Real ID compliant, you will not be able to fly and you will not be able to enter any federal facilities. Now, according to the Department of Homeland Security's website, what it states is that they will not be compiling a federal database because that was my first red flag. Like, oh, here we go. It's the national ID card and they're going to be compiling a federal database now where anybody in the government can, can look us up and, and start gathering intelligence on us. Well, they assured us on the Department of Homeland Security's website, it's there, right there on the site, that's not what they were doing. The states will maintain control of these databases. The states will have authority or the ability to give that information out should they desire, but it, there will not be any federal databases designed. Then, bostonglobe.com has an article, July 7th, 2019, FBI ICE used driver license photos without owner's knowledge or consent. Washington agents with the Federal Bureau of Investigation and Immigration and Customs Enforcement have turned state driver's licenses databases into a facial recognition gold mine, scanning through hundreds of millions of Americans' photos with their knowledge, without their knowledge or consent, newly released documents show. So even though this hasn't even rolled out yet officially, you've already got federal agents making their own database based on all that. So why is this a problem? For me right now, I just hear it and it makes me uncomfortable. Now, now, granted, I used to work in this field. I used to work in law enforcement. I, I did a little bit of time in intelligence. We're going back 2000, 2000, 2001, 2002, 2003. I would have killed for Facebook back when I was in that business because what would take months, years, weeks, whatever, would take a long time to gather. One of the things you want to know is about the people you're trying to gather information on who are they associated with? What places do they visit frequently? What you know? What are their daily habits and routines? These are all things that are of high value that take a long time to gather. You used to have to deploy teams of agents, electronic monitoring and surveillance. Now I just look at Logfile. I just go on there. I can see your Facebook profile. I can see who your friends are. I can see what your interactions. That's a quick download. It takes maybe an hour to sift through all that data. Why is that a problem, though? You know, I was listening to, to Snowden talk the other day. He was on a crypto conference. Um, not that I was with him. It was a recording on YouTube that I watched. And uh, he was talking about privacy. And, and the reality is we have a right to privacy in this country to be free from unwarranted, unlawful search and seizure. Now, when you have a government organization gathering everything about you well that's your own private life even if you have nothing to hide and i have nothing to hide it just feels frustrating it feels wrong like you should not be peeking at my habits right now and here's what has me freaked out this happened once last summer and it's happened twice in the past week i don't talk about everything in my head on the air. I don't share it 
with everything, with everybody on social media. Believe it or not, I do keep stuff private in my own mind. There's things that I keep so private, I don't even write about it in a journal. I just keep it in my head. I talk to nobody about it. And once last year and twice in the last two weeks, a particular subject that I've never written about, I've never typed about, I've never searched about it, I've never spoken about it to anybody, I've gotten ads word for word targeting me for that particular subject. Freaked me out. And I was like, that's it. They are reading my mind. How are they doing it? Is it electromagnetism? How else are they gathering this? And I was talking to somebody about it. They said, well, maybe, maybe all the other stuff you're searching would lead the algorithm to draw a logical conclusion that you might be interested in this. Let me tell you, that's got to be one hell of an algorithm because I don't look at or search anything remotely related to this subject. And newsflash, I'm not going to tell you what it is because it's very personal and private to me. But I don't search that stuff. I don't, I just don't. I, I don't want it out there. I don't want AI knowing about it yet. There they are throwing it up there. So I just found an article that I think makes me feel a little bit better. I'll, I'll share it with you. This is from howtobeadad.com. I found it on Facebook and it's called Are Ads Reading Your Mind? And uh, it goes into the technology, uh, the way these algorithms work. And, and I'll, I'll read just the headlines of it. Um, it says, social is as social does. Uh, so it says, most of us know that, that the things we do on social media seem to paint a digital statistical picture of us. The videos we watch or like, the posts we react to, things we share, where we check in, all of it. So they're using that data, obviously, to target you. Uh, getting engaged, and it doesn't mean putting a ring on it. I'm, I'm reading from the article here. Um, we're talking about engaging with ads. If you click on an ad online or in your Facebook feed for a baby carrier and ultimately buy it, you've been tagged as an engaged shopper and as well someone who is likely to, uh, very likely expecting a child. So based on what you're engaging, based on what you're clicking on, based on what you're buying, they're going to get an idea of you know what your habits are and what you might need or what you might want. That's not too bad. It goes through your inbox. Not that, according to the article here, not that Google employees are reading your emails, but there is AI that is scanning your emails for certain keywords. Yes, your emails are not private. They're looking through. That's how you're getting your targeted ads in your Facebook Messenger as well, because it's reading your messages. So it's looking at that stuff um, and, and pulling ads that would be relevant to the things that you're writing about. This is interesting. Friends and family giving you away. Okay, and I'm going to read from the article again. You know the saying, you are known by the company you keep. Smart marketers certainly do. Yes, it may be true that you didn't know that your kid wanted a specific soccer bag until she got in the car and started complaining about how every other girl on the team has one. But somehow when you got home, the first thing you see on your phone is an ad for that exact product. How? Because Facebook knows you're connected with the parents of the girls' soccer team. You share similar interests and are frequently in the same locations. Those other parents have been busy searching for, posting about, and buying this soccer bag that makes you a prime candidate for the brand. So, again, as an intelligence agent, you want to know who you're affiliated with and what your habits are. And marketing is the same thing. They're gathering intelligence so they can find the best way to sell you something. 
Okay, and here's the last one: digital doppelgangers. So, and it, it talks about if you're somebody that says they're not going to get me, I'm going to live off grid. I'm going to unplug and be completely disconnected. Or like me, I'm not going to share or talk about this information that's in my head. Then all of a sudden, I see an ad. Is it reading my mind? Or no, actually, what this is saying, and they interviewed an ad company. That's how they got this information. Um, they look at people who are exactly like you online in their interactions on the internet. And they see this person is most likely to want this or to want to buy this or to be going through this. So when I read that, that makes a little bit more sense to me than the phone's reading my mind. I'm not opposed to the idea that your phone can read your thoughts. And if it can't yet, I think that it someday will be able to do that. And that's, I think I explained that well in Food for the Archons, why I could draw that conclusion. But if there's somebody that has a very similar lifestyle to you, and they start buying something that you don't buy yet, then they might start targeting with an ad, your digital doppelganger. It makes a lot of sense. Um, not as fantastic as as uh, it reading your mind, though. But as truth seekers, what can we learn about that? Okay, what I'm getting into is, I've been saying this on, on my vlog, the world is changing rapidly. I don't think it's something that we can stop. We are moving into this digital age where we're already there. So much of our life is online and it's getting more, we're getting more immersed in it. If you're being cautious about certain information, well, your doppelganger is giving you away now. So what's that tell us? If you start seeing targeted ads for things that, number one, surprise you and you think maybe it's reading my mind, or number two, you think, oh man, I didn't think anybody knew that about me, that should raise a red flag for you in saying, well, people who act just like me obviously are engaged in XYZ. This is what AI the government, other people, marketers are able to deduce about me. So you need to think about your profile on ways that we're not used to thinking, your digital footprint that's out there because this AI is now predicting things. Are we moving into a precursor for thought crime or pre-crime, like in Minority Report, the tech might be on its way. Uh, and that's a good um, segue. There's another article, I'll have it in the show notes, uh, about Instagram. Uh, Instagram has tools now that they're rolling out that is going to be scanning your comments for things like bullying and hate speech. Now, it's initially going to be targeting teens and what's going to happen is if you say something that instagram deems hateful it's going to pop up a warning are you sure you want to send this this sounds like hate speech or whatever so we've got a lot of things going on here it's it's number one it's an aspect of social engineering trying to condition you to speak a certain way but what happens if one day your political affiliation your belief system 
uh, your sexual orientation becomes illegal or is significantly persecuted and either a government, a foreign adversary, or just advanced hackers who don't like your particular whatever can now target you. And, well, I keep that secret. I'm in the closet. I don't tell anybody about it. Well, your doppelganger gave you away. They're going to be able to use these algorithms to predict. Are they going to be able to predict that, hey, you are going to commit a crime. You are going to become a terrorist. You are going to do something wrong. We need to intervene now. Is that where we're going? I, I, you know, I think, I think we need to spend some time and uh, and really think about that and think about how we're interacting with this technology. Interesting stuff, my friends. Uh, all right, what else? You know, I, I think I got to go back to... Uh, where are we here? Back to some UFO stuff. Kind of all over the place tonight. Tom DeLong on July 7th. He put something out there. What if the $22 million spent on ATIP was only the amount of unclassified money that could be discussed? What if there was hundreds of millions more that can't be discussed because of the classified elements it was related to? And then he has an emoji. emoji? Yeah, that's winking at you, basically saying, hey, most of that money's classified and we can't talk about it, so it's not just $22 million. That's an interesting nugget of intelligence there, I, I, I would say. Now, maybe he's just making that up. Maybe that's just his safe way of releasing information about that. And speaking of Tom DeLong, uh, I, I need to come back to... i got to scroll through my phone to find it. You know, it's weird. I'm on his Twitter account right now, but it only right now I can only get up to July 10th. It's the 13th. He posted something uh, yesterday, the, July 12th, I'm scrolling through my phone because I saved it on my phone, but I can't get—I just can't get it on Twitter. I don't know why. So hang on, bear with me for one second. I lost the first one. He put up. Uh, here they are. He had seven tweets that he put up. I—I I, I don't know where the first one is. I can't find it. But he's talking about Area 51, the raid. So the second tweet, he says, "The way special ac- access programs work really do help our country." But over 70 years, the system, quote, allowed this subject to sink into an invisible hole. Look how Trump keeps trying to get trying things and get shot down by judges or Congress or the system in general. And he says, not even the president can do what he wants. If there is an existing law, the only thing that can change uh, that can change it is another law. So we need Congress to change the law so that this one and pry open any existing information, technology, and biological treasures so the world can learn. Uh, and also have it managed by elected leadership. He has that in quotes. Over time, a group of the self-labeled most educated, most elite, and most benevolent have owned this in what they considered our best interest. And I believe in the 1940s, they were right. But times change, and now there is major distrust of government and major ignorance on the part of us uh, civilians on how national security works. Thus, the reason I make it Secret Machines feature film to bring everyone up to speed, per se. 
to the Stars Academy has spent the last year and a half briefing the Senate, multiple committees in Congress, and helping glue the DOD, uh, international community, and Congress together on this. And guess what? Yes, we are getting close to organizing this issue in the appropriate way. The Senate is energized and probably losing sleep the way I was when I was brought into all this. It's a big deal, and I am super proud of To The Stars Academy and how it succeeded in influencing national security law. Some pretty big statements by Tom DeLong there. I, I, I catch flack all the time. DeLong, DeLonge, I, I, I don't know what the correct pronunciation is. No disrespect, but I'm sure somebody will correct me. Um, number one, this, that doesn't sound like anything that he normally writes, so I'm wondering if somebody was helped, wrote that, that for him. Um, he was denouncing the raid on Area 51, saying it's a bad idea, and I don't think he's wrong there. Um, it's interesting. You know, this is rolling out, and To the Stars is a part of that. I, again, I think To the Stars is still part of some kind of government op to disclose things. He wants, according to this, you know, we're going to do it the legal way, we're going to get approval to do it, we're going to appropriately declassify things. And I get it. I understand it. I just, I find frustration because obviously they're in the know of certain things that they're not sharing with us. And at the individual level, yes, if you have that and you have an NDA signed, you don't want to get in that kind of trouble. But at the same time, we want to know. Tell us what's going on. Tell us what's out there. What are we finding? So anyway, it'll be interesting to see where this leads. I know he's got a new show on the History Channel right now. I haven't had an opportunity to watch it yet. Um, just interesting to watch this all unfold. Alright guys, I know I'm all over the place tonight. Like I said, my apologies, but uh, I want to talk a little cryptocurrency right now. And by no means am I giving you financial advice. I have to give that caveat. Um, I, I want to recommend the crypto viewing team that I'm a part of um, mainly because the information they are providing that we are providing is is top-notch um, we're working with some of the best remote viewers in the world uh, Edward Reardon Daz Smith Dick Allgaier I'm sure if you follow stuff online with about remote viewing you're familiar with who these guys are um, we, we've done our current events you know, last month, they I, th I think they all, or at least two of them, I can't remember now, they predicted earthquakes, um, and then we had the earthquakes in California. But it wasn't just, well, I think the Earth's going to shake. Edward visualized a baseball game, and then he goes in and describe the game stopped, there's massive energy shaking, the p emotion in the stadium has changed drastically, you know, he goes through all of this and then come to find out on July 4th, that 6.9 earthquake hit. Uh, I, went, I was near Los Angeles and there was a baseball game going on. And that's exactly what happened. Now, he did this back in June. He's seeing this stuff happening. He looked at, um, you, you know, a volcano erupting and, and provided some significant detail on it. And there it is. In, in Italy, we had this volcano erupt. I am more and more, not that I need to be convinced because I was convinced before I even joined the team, but it's validated every week, every month of the accuracy of our viewers. Now, remote viewing is not the end-all, be-all. I say that all the time. You can't just take 
the word of remote viewer, not that they're not credible people, but remote viewing isn't always 100% accurate. You got to have corroborating data. So we do a lot of, when we're looking at our crypto targets, we do a lot of open source research, meaning I go on the internet and I'll look based on the target of that week and I'll look for information on it. And then we have various sources in various positions that are able to provide us information as well on what's going on. Um, and it gives us a big picture of what's what's happening and what's going to happen. And again, there's certain things I just can't get into it on this platform, but I give you guys what I can and I encourage you to check it out, cryptoviewing.com. Uh, is the main website, but the actual get, you know, to, to subscribe, patreon.com slash crypto viewing. Why is this important? Well, we're looking at a, a, a shift in the monetary system coming very soon. What, what sounds like, you know, Dick's calling this the summer of cryptos. Um, we, we're seeing that shift starting to happen now as cryptos are starting to run up. And with the research that we're doing, supported by the remote viewing that's being done, when you see the players involved, these are major corporations, uh, business leaders, financial investors that are tied to some of the biggest organizations in the world that are investing in the infrastructure of cryptocurrency so it's it's not going away the shift i'm convinced is going to happen what does that mean for all of us out here well i don't know how it's going to roll out but it could one day you could like the great depression just not have access to your money or your the dollar may have just zero value it could be an instantaneous thing like that it could be a bank holiday where all of a sudden the bank's closed you can't get your money now what do you do or it could be a gradual transition where they say hey the dollar's going away you have some warning you need to start buying cryptocurrency uh, so many different possibilities how this could roll out you know, obviously Facebook has their Libra coin right now. I'm not going to get into that right now. Dick does a great breakdown of Libra on his YouTube channel. That's for free. You can watch that. But the shift's coming. Well, I came across this the other day. The U.S. government is running out of money faster than expected. Uh, Munchin warns. I don't know how to say this guy's name. Treasury Secretary Steve... I'm not saying it right. Munchin on Friday issued a warning that the U.S. government is at risk of running out of cash sooner than expected. In a letter to Democratic House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, he wrote that the U.S. might default on its obligations as soon as early September before Congress returns from its summer recess. Based on updated projections, there is a scenario in which we run out of cash in early September before Congress reconvenes. The federal government has not been able to borrow money since March when congressionally mandated borrowing limits went back into force. The U.S. Treasury, which is facing a growing deficit, thanks in part to President Donald Trump's 2017 tax cuts, had said it had enough cash to last until the fall. This article goes on. Are, 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 we, are, are we running out of money? Is this where the, the, the dollar is going to go away? So what do you do about it? Well, I encourage you to start learning about cryptocurrencies how to get a wallet how to purchase cryptos on an exchange what cryptos are of value 
um, how to exchange them, how to use them, where to store them, how to protect them, all that stuff. Because it's better to have an understanding of it. Even if you take 20 bucks and just invest 20 bucks in, in cryptos. Again, I'm not giving financial advice. I want to make that quite clear. Um, but I would recommend just getting familiar with how this system works so you're not stuck one day. So first step, start following Dick Allgaier's YouTube page. I'll have the links in the show notes. Um, you know, next step, when you're ready to, to make the next step, subscribe to our Patreon page uh, where you can really start getting the background of what's going on with cryptocurrencies because I, the information I think is is solid. Um, you know, it really opened my eyes to how everything connects and where everything's going. Things that I didn't care about before that I don't want to care about right now in some respects, but have to because I, I, I've learned that if you want to be able to function normally in this new society, doesn't that sound new agey? Um, you need to be on board. And I, I know how that sounds. Uh, it wasn't easy for me to come to that statement, but it's it's the reality as I see it right now. But I, I challenge you to do your own research. I'd love to hear your feedback, uh, what experience or thoughts you have on that as well. Um, I'm sharing this not to make a sales pitch. Um, why do I do this show every week? To share information uh, because we're in this journey together. Um, so I promise that's not just a sales pitch. I, I think that it's important. And, and that's what I'm going to say. I think what they're doing is important. I think the information coming through is of value. So I'll leave that where it is. And uh, I think I'm just about out of time. I'm exhausted. I want to give one more plug, though. Food for the Archons, you guys. You've been with me for a while. Uh, as I've been doing the show, as I've been as I've been uh, writing this book and uh, talking about it, and I'm just I'm so thankful to be ready to put this out. You can pre-order a copy of Food for the Archons uh, on Kindle right now. I have a discounted price up there, and the price will go up once the book launches. You can get the Kindle copy for a much cheaper rate right now. Um, that helps me out tremendously. I, I want I want to make this book a bestseller. I'm not going to lie to you guys, but that's that's for me. Why is this book important to you? Well, if you listen to the show, you understand. This book, I think, it takes it takes all this crazy stuff we talk about, and it puts it into a story that's it's, it's interesting to read. And it connects dots in a way that I think you could give this to somebody who is a total skeptic. And I, I, I'm confident that if they read this book, they're going to say, wow, that makes sense. And I can see how this is possible. And, and you're going to walk away from this book empowered, knowing psychic communication is possible. Our psychic ability is significantly repressed. There is a threat out there that's feeding on us. And there's something we can do about it that's empowering. 
it, it checks so many boxes for me as a truth seeker. Things that I remember people telling me, you're a freaking weirdo. You're never going to learn about this. You're never going to figure it out. You're crazy. You should just let it go. Go get drunk and move on with your life. I, I've, this book, this is my victory right here. And I think that this is one of those books, and I don't mean it's in an arrogant way. I just think this is a book you'll read and parts of it will stay with you in your journey. And I think it'll fill in the gaps nicely. Um, I, I, I don't know what else to say. So I also, as of right now, I have pre-orders available if you'd like a signed copy as well. Um, if you want a signed copy of Food for the Archons or you want to order your, your pre-order for Kindle, um, go to sixcentsmedia.net slash archons. And you can pre-order a signed copy. I'm sorry, right now, signed copy is U.S. only. Um, or you can pre-order your Kindle copy. Otherwise, if you just want to order it from Amazon, that will be available July 24th. We are just, well, now we're about 10 days away from that. So uh, sorry for the long commercial, but I'm excited about this project. I've worked long enough on it. Uh, I think I earned a little time to sit and talk about it. So... That's it. Make sure you're checking out the YouTube page of the Daily Vlogs. I'd love to hear your comments and feedback on it. Is it something you guys are enjoying? Do you think I should keep doing them? Uh, this is my insecurities coming out. What do you think of them? Let me know. Uh, is it worth my time? Is it worth your time for five to seven minutes a day to listen to me babble even more than I do? So that's it, guys. I'm done. I'm fried. This has been another episode of the Seeker Podcast. I'm your host, Dennis Nappy II, where small changes among the masses can have a massive impact around the world. I encourage you to be that change. Never stop questioning. Keep an open mind. And let your intuition be your guide. Thanks so much. Yeah. <laughs>